Go Birds Radio, presented by the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. Official sportsbook of the real Philly fan. What's going on? It's Elliot Shore Parks for my friends at Window Nation. And if you've had enough of your windows keeping the house chilly, then fight the February cold with Window Nation. Right now, replace your windows and save big with 50% off all window styles, plus zero down, zero interest, and no payments for 24 months. With proven quality and service, it's no wonder thousands have trusted Window Nation. Don't miss out. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com to schedule your free in-home estimate. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. This episode of BGN Radio is brought to you by Clip It, the hottest app that is out there. Watch TV, make clips, and share. For more information, check them out at clipit.tv or check them on Twitter at clipit.tv. This episode is also brought to you by fightingforphilly.com. You bleed Philadelphia, so wear Philadelphia. Use the promo code BGNR20 to take 20% off of your order. Hats, t-shirts, hoodies, and more. Check them out at Fighting for Philly. That's F-I-G-H-T-I-N-F-O-R Philly.com. You're listening to BGN Radio. Eagles outside linebacker Connor Barwin joins us. I heard you guys are the best Eagles podcast there is out there in Philly. So I'm excited to talk to you guys. Well, it's uh, it's BGN Radio. Uh, it may or may not be an official episode, but uh, we figured, eh, you know, there's some sad Brad, uh, sad Bradford. That's right, Sam, not Sam, sad Bradford news going on. <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, myself, John Barchard, also uh, Mr. Brandley Gouton, Matt Daring, uh, all right here live on the Mixler dot com. I got to say, if you're listening out there right now, uh, we are just we are just mere uh, mere days away. From the Draft Party Philly Influencer, BGN Radio. It's all happening Thursday at Nick's Roast Beef uh, on Cotman Avenue, 2210 Cotman Avenue. So if you're out there uh, and want to uh, want to join us, we would love it. It's going to be it's going to be a ton of fun. Eagles tickets were given away to the uh, home opener against the Browns. We've got uh, barbecue sauces, skull shavers, all sorts of stuff. We're actually in, uh, probably going to do a 50-50 drawing as well to keep it interesting. $3 Bud Lights all night long. The 16-ounces, the Pounders. We're not messing around with the little dinky 12-ounce cans. That you can get all night long, long pick up your, uh, you know, BGN Radio Philly Influencer t-shirt. Sean Brace is going to be there spinning, giving out his opinions, and uh, we're definitely not short of that <laughs> today as uh, Sam Branford or Tom Condon or both have basically told the Eagles, uh, go stick it, and I want out of Philadelphia. So, BLG, what's, your, what's the reaction to this news uh, thus far? 
Actually, I don't want to do the podcast anymore. Uh, you know, I thought I, I wanted to do the podcast today, but actually I don't. And now I'm going to ask for a trade to a different podcast, maybe the Eagles official Niners podcast. Nation? Is that where you're heading? Maybe, maybe Niners Nation. I'm, but no. Um, all right. I, I honestly just think this is ridiculous. Like, I can't believe that Sam Bradford is doing this. Like, it's just for a guy who has been so average at best for his entire career to, to be like somehow surprised and didn't see this coming, even though before the Eagles re-signed Sam Bradford, Doug Peterson clearly said he wanted to draft a quarterback. And the fact that Sam Bradford signed a one-year deal, clearly it's just that even if the Eagles didn't communicate it to him, I mean, that's just a clear indication that if you're signing, what's a, it's a, officially a two-year deal, but what is essentially a one-year deal that shows that, organization doesn't think you're the long-term answer and also shows yourself that you probably don't think you're the long-term answer because you're agreeing to that deal i just think it's ridiculous i can't get over it I, this you guys <laughs> gotta take it away from me right here because i'm still in disbelief that this is even happening matt go ahead buddy yeah i um <clears throat> i i'm not sure what he, what, what he must be thinking i mean i'm sure he's hot i'm sure he's hot into the collar that's kind of sucked it's got to be a bad feeling you know, to have all this happen and then you have to go and you have to show your face. And, you know, I don't know. I've never really had anything like that happen before, but I can't personally, but I, I can't imagine that it feels good. But at the same time, you know, BLG's right. Like they've they've shown him a lot of uh, uh, a lot of respect and, you know, they've given him a lot of credit. They they said publicly they probably told him privately that he was going to continue to start. And this was really I mean, this was going to be what it was anyway. If they'd taken a guy in the third round, the pro plan would probably be for him to start next year. So, you know, I don't know. Um, he was always going to be playing for his job this year. That's just what it is. He's got a $25 million cap number. I think that's a Drew Brees kind of cap number. That's absurd. You know, it's not happening. So this was this was always sort of going to be the plan. So I'm not sure I'm not sure what the deal is. Uh, I guess the, the, the thing that jumps out to me the most is that I wonder if they said they weren't going to do this and then they did do it. You know, that would probably be the only thing I could really think of. And, you know, maybe they didn't have any plans at the time. And certainly that was, you know, uh, that was seems like that was a lifetime ago. That was several trades ago. And, you know, that was back when DeMarco Murray was still here, I think. So, um, you know, just to give you an idea, if you remember him. But uh, I guess I just wonder if they, they weren't a little two-faced about it. That They just said, like, oh, well, don't worry. Like, nothing like that's going to happen. We're going to pick at 13 and we're going to pick a guard and... Bradford was like, oh, okay, cool, excellent. And then, you know, uh, that did not come to pass. So I just wonder if maybe they didn't. But again, I have I have no basis to feel that way. And, and certainly, like, Sam's got to know that, you know, whatever they tell him in person is about as good as the contract that he just signed. So, you know, which is to say it's worthless. So... I don't know. Uh, I guess I, I guess I can understand and I can even empathize. But at the same time, dude, like and I hate to say stuff like this, but you are getting paid a lot. You should probably just show up and go to do your job. Five point five million two months ago. And now he's skipping work. OK, so uh, I'll, I'll be the contrarian here because uh, here's my take. Who cares? Right. I mean, if you're an Eagles fan today and you're happy about Carson Wentz, you should not give a shit about Sam Bradford wanting a trade today. That's a good thing. Start the process a little earlier. Have Chase Daniel in there. Have Carson Wentz get some year one experience. I'm all for whatever. Like, you want to sit him for 10 games? Great. Have Chase Daniel go out there and do it. This year was a waste of time, no matter how you slice it. Sam Bradford was not going to be the quarterback 
next year once they made the Carson Wentz trade, which is a lot different than taking a quarterback, which they said they were going to take a quarterback. And if it was Connor Cook in the second round and they moved up to get him or the third round or wherever it is, that's a lot different. You know, they're not betting their entire franchise that Connor Cook is the guy moving forward. And guess what? No matter how good Sam Bradford plays this year, it doesn't matter because they're moving on from him. So That's not a guarantee. Yes, why, it is, why? BLG. Are no, you kidding not. me? Then it is no. the worst trade on the planet for Carson Wentz if Sam Bradford is still here starting next year. What an awful trade that no, was. No, it's not. If, because yes, then Sam is. Bradford's playing yeah, that's awesome. That's what and Chase Daniels for. And then you can trade Carson Wentz down the line. Why can't you trade Carson Wentz down the line at some point then? That, We've so, seen Kevin so Cobb get traded for DRC for in the second-round pick. He's not going to play. Carson Wentz will not play if Kevin Sam Cobb Bradford barely played, play. and they got a second-round pick in DRC for him. So, <laughs> uh, Kevin Cobb at least played NFL games. and Barely. Okay, so the guy that you got as a high-profile, going-to-be-the-next-franchise quarterback isn't good enough to beat out Sam Bradford because he played so well, and now you can recoup him for a second-round pick because he spent his first two years in the NFL on the bench? Is that, is that really what you're saying? I'm, no, at that point, Sam Bradford would be playing well in that hypothetical, and I'm saying it's not likely. Do I think that's likely? No. I don't. Exactly. I'm so why not? I'm so let's not, deal in reality. That's what I'm saying. They, they're, they're giving him the starting job. They're giving it to him. It, they're moving they're just on take from it away him after next year. Well? It doesn't matter. We want yes, that as Eagles fans. So if he plays well, they're going to take the starting job away from him. It's, it's, if Sam you, Bradford played well. If Sam Bradford plays well, it doesn't matter. That's what I'm saying. He's not here next year. They yes, will trade matter. him to another team. They're gonna. The only th the only reason why it helps is because if Sam Bradford plays really well, then they'll move him for a higher cost than they would right now. That's it. It and helps the Eagles. It doesn't help Sam Bradford. Sam Bradford. He should want that. No, he, he should want to play or a place a where team. he's wanted. So I completely understand that. I'm not defending yeah. Sam Bradford. I'm saying I get it from his perspective too. I get it from a, a thing of. Hey, if I'm fine with beating out the guy, if that's going to be the third round quarterback that you select, I'm fine with that because I think I can beat him out and do all that stuff. If you go in with Carson Wentz and for the amount that they paid for him and then say it's not going to matter what you do next year, Carson Wentz is our guy, then that's I would want to be out of there too. Said. Howie Roseman has said or Sam Bradford you still you has the chance to You believe that, guy. Brandon. You honestly yes, believe that? Because that if he plays would, well, do you think they're just going to bench him? What, that what? Sorry. Why? Why not? If because he plays well enough. Because you invested so many picks into your franchise quarterback. It doesn't matter. It's over. You, it, Sam it Bradford's doesn't matter. Sam Bradford's playing well. You just keep that guy in the bench, or you can trade him. Why is that impossible? Uh, because It's not likely. Is it impossible? You're damn right it's not likely. This, what are you but talking about? How we, no, it is not possible for Sam Bradford to keep his job here next year, good or bad. Period. That's not true. Yes, it well, is. That is 100% yeah. true. Matt, do you think that Sam Bradford has any chance at all, no matter how good he plays, that he could still be here chance. next year? Yeah, of course I do. Sorry, oh but I do. What, then, I, what, like, the look, point, what was the point of signing Chase Daniel? I have no idea. I mean, if Doug wanted him in there to teach, if Doug liked him, if Doug felt like the, I mean, okay, so is there a chance that Sam Bradford also stinks on ice next year? Let me ask you that. Of course. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't right, so matter. Bradford, so it doesn't matter. That's what, 
that's what Chase Daniels here for. So I think the idea is, look, if Sam Bradford goes out there and he throws 30 touchdowns and five interceptions, do you think he's going to be moving on to greener pastures next year? I don't think so. I, I mean, I, I just don't. I don't think that, like, I think you'd just be like, well, time to, you know, have Carson go sit down there and then, uh, you know, continue to learn or not learn or whatever. But, you know, you can't just get rid of a guy like that. Nobody would stand for it. And, you know, it would be probably be a pretty stupid thing to do, to be honest with you. So, yeah, I think that there's a chance that Sam Bradford could be starting next year. But I don't crazy. think it's a very good one. Yeah, it's insane to me. So, okay, you look at the likelihood and the percentage. You're yelling at Sam Bradford for the contract that he signed. But then you're saying, oh, well, one, he should know that they're going to go after a quarterback and get in here. And then the same sentence, yeah. you're saying he's too much of a pussy and won't stick it out with this principal contract which doesn't affect the long-term future of the Eagles literally at all and in fact would only help speed up the process to have Chase Daniel and to have Carson Wentz learn from one one another and actually you know see a little bit of return on the investment in year one as opposed to year two like that, that, well, that, I think the investment would be less now that's the problem this is putting the Eagles in a bad spot like what are they going to trade him for now. A bad spot for what? So for the about the same amount that you're going to get for him next year? I don't. I don't think so. I think you could potentially get more for him next year. Okay, so the Eagles fucked themselves by signing Sam Bradford, which they probably shouldn't have. Full well knowing that they were looking oh, for a quarterback this year, right? <laughs> they screwed themselves by doing that and Chase Daniel. It is also the Eagles' fault, just as much as it is Sam Bradford's fault. I'm not defending Bradford. I don't understand this. It is a good move that he wants to trade. That's what I'm saying. You can all of the Philadelphia Eagles fans that completely hate but what does Sam Bradford. What does it accomplish? Him it wanting gets a Carson Wentz behind the center quicker. That's what but they don't want to get a lot rid of people him. want. Or Chase they Daniel. They don't want then. to get rid of him. They they don't want to what? They don't want to get rid of him. They say they don't want to trade him. They brought him back. They don't want to trade him. So, and they don't have they, to but trade they him. But they do want to trade him next year in case They have he's all good. the leverage. They don't have to even trade him. They, they, they could just let him sit, and he's going to get fined for missing mandatory events. But so who wins? Like, what's the – like, why – first of all, again, this comes – well, not first of all. This, this comes back to Sam Bradford, to me, putting the team in a bad position. It's just it's – it's such a weak how move. Did, You're supposed how to be the leader of How did Sam Bradford do that? The Eagles put themselves in this position. They both did this. That's what I'm saying. The, the, the Eagles went – uh, we need we need Sam back, and then they resign. Maybe him. I'll give you okay. I'll give you. The <laughs> no, Eagles. I agree. I agree, John. I think that they both. I think that they both really. I mean, they both sort of made their bed, and and now they're not happy about it. Yes, but I mean, I think that I think for Sam to ask his way out. I, look, what could really happen to Sam elsewhere that wouldn't happen to him here? As far as what? As far as his long term, his intermediate term, and his short term, well, because yeah, he, here's here here's here because it would be what the uh, fourth year in a row that he would have to work with a completely new system and a pl- completely well, new head coach. That's here right? anyway, right? Yeah, that's here anyway. So no, I'm so I mean I again I after no 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 after Doug Peterson he has to go elsewhere, right? So that's again another so person might as that well, you have to okay, get after. Okay, but right, we're so. talking about this year. A trade now. So, exactly. So, so might as well why wouldn't you go to a place now. like the Jets where Todd Bowles would be like, I'll give you two years. At least you have some kind of continuity in the same <laughs> so no offense. No one's going to do that. No why one's yeah, I really. <laughs> there was no market for him in free agency. No one wanted to You're telling him. me that Denver wouldn't take him right now. Yes. They wouldn't give him two years. 
I mean, if, if but, you, but, but at least there's a chance the to minimum, compete there. Now, is Denver drafting a quarterback at 31? Then Why I would think Sam that's Bradford a want to compete there? When because it's a difference so of actually a having a chance there as opposed to having zero chance here. Sam Bradford has zero chance to start next year, and it doesn't matter how good he plays. Right, true. we kind of okay. A ninety-seven percent possibility that Sam Bradford yeah, will right, not but, be starting. But consider, uh, consider like okay, so he goes to the Jets, and then what's the what's his end game next year? The Jets are already talking about trying to find a new quarterback. What if the Broncos draft a quarterback? I mean, if he goes any of the places that need a quarterback, uh, even if they get him, they'll probably still need a quarterback. Uh, and maybe that's at least how he's feeling. It certainly is how the Eagles felt. You know that 30, they felt. Yeah. Yeah, so he's gonna be he's gonna be thirty. Uh, so which it, is don't the new you 20. think in Sam Bradford's eyes it's an easier climb up the hill if you're at least in a place where you know you at least have the second year to kind of prove those two years? Okay, I can do this. I can be your uh, at least your starting quarterback and try and maintain it from there, rather than I don't no, think full well knowing that you're not going to be here next year and you have the same uphill battle. That you did this year. I would rather well, be in right, the spot so, that gives me that extra year. So consider that, look, if he goes to if he goes to Denver or he goes to the Jets this year, I mean, what are the chances that he's a starting quarterback there next year? What uh, percent? Well, at least he's in that system and knows that he has a chance to compete as opposed to here. A he has a chance chan- to compete uh, he has here. A much better chance. That. He, he has a, a much a, better chance. To, for sure. He has a much better chance to start for one of those teams next year than he does with the Eagles. No, he doesn't. They How didn't give him he? a contract. How does this he? team gave him a contract that gave him the shot? Those teams might not no, even be didn't. interested they in him. No, they didn't. They said we're we going to give you a shot. Actually, no, we're not. We're 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 they taking literally Carson gave him Wentz. a contract that gives him a shot, even if it's not unlikely. It's actually there. It might not be likely, but it's there. The Broncos and those other teams, as That's far as we know, they don't even want. That's not reality, Brandon. That is not reality. It's reality. What is reality about Bradford to... starting here next year? Zero chance. There's there's a zero percent chance he's starting. Zero. It's not zero. Like it's not zero. It's not like so they're going to hold on to your, So okay, forget about trading him next year, which was your first argument, saying the reason why it hurts the Eagles is because if he plays at a decent level this year, they can trade him next year for a higher value. Unless sure. he starts here next year, which is a a, a very low possibility, but if Wentz takes him over or whatever else, then what? Like what, what? I don't understand the logic behind that. What are you asking? I don't I'm, understand. I, what you're I'm asking. basically asking like what? Where do you see the? Isn't it a much bigger battle to try and get a starting spot next year here as a Philadelphia Eagle than it would be anywhere else? I think yes, no matter wh- where he is, he's going to be dumped out into the street next year, and he's going to be back exactly where he started. So the question for him probably became, would you rather go to Denver and get to know those guys or stay here in Philly and get to know these guys and just trying his best? Frankly, I'm a little surprised because I just really didn't think, you know, based on everything he said that, you know, and everything that went on that he really felt like he wanted to be here long term because to be honest that like he he only signed a two-year deal like you want to talk about like did they want him here long term i am sure that they were happy to tack on an extra three years to that deal that is like all non-guaranteed money so he had to understand that like with with this year and then a big cap charge coming next year that he was likely going to be back in this very same spot come next year 
Although I guess at that point he could have forced the issue a little bit more and forced the Eagles to cut him sooner. But either way, like I think he would have been out the door or felt like there was a huge chance that he'd be out the door. So I guess I'm not really totally clear on what would have changed for him because and and we have no idea what the market for him was shaping up to be. But I, I guess we have to assume that it was probably about that. But either way, he's looking he's probably looking for a new job next year. So. I guess I'm just confused why he's like suddenly looking for a new job this year, especially when they've been so supportive in saying that they don't want this quarterback to start. You know, maybe he doesn't believe them or maybe he's just sort of pissed. But I don't know. I, I got to assume it'll probably blow over, too. He's going to show up. But regardless of all this, regardless, fine. regardless of all this, why does it matter? Why do we care so much about Bradford making a stink of... You know him, him wanting a trade request. He's the face of your friend. Well, he's no, he's not. <laughs> temporary. He's the, at least. He's the big-eyed, weird, starting. No, he's not. Everybody is, fucking hates is, him. So why, <laughs> why are we not like okay with him wanting to leave a year earlier? Who cares? That's what I'm saying. Who cares? Uh, why, personally, why I'm matter? okay with it. That you know, this guy's supposed to be your leader, and we hear all this crap. You know, Jordan Matthews and Zach Ertz going out there. And then, you know, he gets five point five million and then now he's skipping work. He's abandoning his team. Okay. He's causing unnecessary drama that could like be a distraction for the team. Then the Eagles share their part too, Brandon. That's what I'm saying. Like, why is it all Sam Bradford's fault? But like what is I just don't understand why he's doing. Like, what is the benefit for him? What really is this like how is this even making him more attractive to another team? Like, do teams want to trade for this guy who doesn't even think who who gets miffed? That they bring in a rookie from NCAA Division One FCS school. (laughs) Getting miffed is like is. I mean, I saw Ruben Frank do this, and it was like uh, a poor comparison. But he's like, oh yeah, well, well, Ruben's miffed all the time. Yeah. So when when it's a lot different when you draft again Kevin Cobb in the second round and trading up for Carson Wentz, like almost in. We have people who want to call in, by the way. Okay, well, I tell you what, we'll open up the phone lines two four or two six seven two four five sixty sixty six. We'll take some phone calls. I want to get your guys' reaction too, but I, I just, I just don't understand it. And I think there is, Brandon, there is a clear difference between what you were just talking about and just having like some rookie there. I'm sure even if they took a quarterback at thirteen, there's still a chance to compete there, right? Like because they took him at thirteen. I still think there's a, a, a difference between uh, doing that and, and trading up for a guy or, t- or taking a guy in the second round and, you know, not trading up for him. I, I just think that there's no chance for Bradford to be here or compete next year, and that's why he's raising the stink about it. And that was I think, long right. before uh, this was even made. And, like, we can't say, in my mind, you can't say two things at once. You can't go, well, the Eagles really didn't know – uh, that they were going to go get a quarterback and then also say, man, Sam Bradford had to know. Sam Bradford really had to know that they were going to go to know trade up and, that trade up and go get this guy. If they're looking for quarterbacks, seriously, that they might do something where they try to get one of the best ones available, why not? So, oh, we're just looking for a quarterback, but we don't want them the best ones. We just want some average guy. Like, no, that's how they're going to think? Who, no, well, that's but what Sam Bradford's whole life has been. Exactly. <laughs> but who's so all right, so look, I don't think Sam Bradford's underpaid. I don't think he's underappreciated. He's not even underemployed. Nor do like I, he is going to be starting probably as many games this year as he really can, right? So he's going to be probably ten games more, maybe less, I don't know. 
gets hurt a lot. Who knows? But he's going to be starting like a lot of games, and he's going to be making a good chunk of change. So is this guy really pitching a fit over the fact that he he thinks he lost his job next year, like a job that he was he not did. guaranteed in the first place? Well, right. right. Because so there's certain, no, there certainly... is no chance he's starting for the Philadelphia Eagles next year. None. Oh, no, you're right. You're right. You're probably right that he probably doesn't see a long term future here. But I just don't see how like like this is that is his lot in life. Like, yeah, I bet Bradford really wishes he was better. And I bet he wishes that like everybody liked him more. And I bet he wishes he was a little bit taller. And I bet he wishes he was a baller. Like, I bet he wishes a lot of things. But like, he's not that guy. He just he's like he he, should he thinks be. he's that guy. Well, and but he and you know what? I bet he doesn't. I bet he doesn't think he's that guy either. Well, maybe he doesn't, he doesn't think that he's that he guy. Doesn't, he's afraid right, of yeah. losing his job to a rookie. Yeah, and so I think that, I mean, he's not stupid, right? And he's certainly not stupid to be like, oh my God, like this is totally unwarranted and out of left field. And I think that's the point that know. BLG uh, it certainly it certainly was like pretty extreme. But, you know, the idea that he would be competing for a job next year, no matter where he goes, but like he's like freaking. I don't know. He's just he's not that good. Like he has to have known that no matter where he ended up this year, he wouldn't be like, oh, like, thank God I'm going to be like, I got to go into my, my age 30 season knowing exactly where I stand. Like, I really, really doubt that. So all they really did was they added like a ton more uncertainty there that would he be competing for a job here or would he be competing for a job elsewhere? Because, look, if they taken some mid range rookie, he probably would be if he decided to stay here. Uh, it would be for a pay cut, and it would probably be, um, you know, still competing with Kevin Hogan and his pumpkin over a fence throwing motion, <laughs> or Cardale Jones and his moxie, or uh, Christian Hackenberg and his face. You know, he would be competing with these guys right. for this job. So I think that, and and so in a lot of ways, I agree with both of you. I don't think this is a particularly good look for Bradford because I think what Bradford should be doing is he should be saying, okay, the game has changed. Uh, I need to get back out there and I just need to be, you know, the best version of me that I can. And instead, Tom Condon's like, send us to Denver for a third round pick swap. Yeah. Or, you know, whatever. whatever. And so, yeah. yeah. And so I don't really know, like, I don't think that that's I don't think that that's a particularly good look. I also don't really don't really feel like I could just totally buy that he had the rug completely pulled out from under him here unless and this is a big unless. But unless like promises were made or assurances were made that like, look, you know, you finally got some stability here and like, let's meet back here in a year and we'll definitely get a longer term deal hammered out. And even if that did happen, I'll I'll even entertain the possibility that did happen because maybe it did. I, I just don't think this is the best way to respond if. What on a, him, I would think you go out there is. and you're like, you know what, I'm gonna, you go. This is what you do. If if he had any level of confidence in himself, which he clearly doesn't, he would go out there and be like, you know what, this sucks, man. They're freaking trying to replace me. I'm gonna go out there. I'm gonna prove everyone wrong. I'm and, gonna make sure I'm the guy. Next year. That's not what he's doing. No, they won't. How do well, you know? Look, yes, and they I will. think God. to his credit, to his credit, I would not react that way. But what I'd probably do is I'd probably call my mom and I'd cry on the phone. And then she'd put my dad on and my dad would say, OK, you've got this out of your system. Now let's talk about the next move. And that should really be what his agent is there to do. You know, his agent should be like, yeah, I know, buddy, it sucks. And you're better than this. And I understand. 
just go out there and just do the best you can, and we'll try to make something work out in the next in the next off season. You know, it's a it's a new day, and like this is not very good advice. And I think Dylan was alluding to this in the chat room that this is that whatever he's doing right now. This was not like this was not the right way to handle this situation. Agreed. It just wasn't. He like I said, he was not underpaid. He was not underemployed. He's not going to be riding the bench without an opportunity to showcase his talents. And you know his considerable as some might say or not so considerable as other people might say talents i mean this was this was a guy who's going into a crappy situation but like look he's not the best player so you know not the best players they sometimes go into crappy situations and sometimes they make 12 million dollars for it and and i just think that you just got to do it you just got to show up to work and do it right i'm just saying there's no there was no opportunity and no chance for him to do it in the same system uh, the following year, there just isn't. Sorry, there's a and, and again, I don't want to keep rehashing this, but it's the same. There, there is a big difference between a rookie just coming in here with a normal pick and then trading away the a, a lot of assets and expecting the guy uh, to be ready at least for some game action next year. Because like this is what I mean, Bill G. I just want to touch on this. If Carson Wentz sits again for a second year after that haul, and I've never heard in my life that somebody trading up to get a quarterback. Uh, at two in any draft sits for two years or sits for a year and a half. Have you? No. So with logical reasoning, we can determine that there is no way that Sam Bradford can start for the Philadelphia Eagles next year, correct? It's not no way. It's just not like. Oh, come on, Brandon. I mean, all right, we'll leave that point alone. I, I, I think it's for you guys to decide. At the end of the day, I'm happy about this because you can you can finally move to – what you just drafted. You can have Chase Daniel in there. But starting. it doesn't seem like they're going to trade him. Like, are they going to trade him? Well, Do we whatever. think they're going to trade it him? Doesn't, it, to me, it didn't, it didn't matter to me what Sam Bradford did this year anyway. Like, whatever, you might be competitive. You might win seven or nine games. And, and to especially to you, BLG, who is not a Bradford fan and doesn't expect the, that, you know, Bradford wouldn't. I mean, maybe it makes you a divisional playoff team, but – with the, with the stuff that they've kind of given up, and I know that, hey, look, they give up a first-rounder next year, that does kind of stink a little bit, especially if they're not competing in the division or they go 6-10 and 10 or whatever, and they end up giving a high draft pick to the Browns, which is something you I think you take into accountability and all, all that stuff anyway. But at least the second round, you have higher things to build around them. I mean, right? I, I, I At this point, I don't think about Sam Bradford as an eagle, like – even this year, even before him demanding a trade, I didn't care about this year at all because I want to see if Carson Wentz has it or not. That's that's the deal. Like the, to me as a fan, I, I this makes me excited. It, it the the money itself is for one year, like five point five million dollars. All right, whatever. Is there really something that you were going to go out in free agency and spend on? Uh, maybe I mean. Yeah, maybe Norman, guard. but but I don't say or a guard. <laughs> fine, guard. is that really going to change <laughs> the way uh, that this season went? You know, I mean, like probably not. So I don't care. Yeah, That's what I'm saying. I don't care how how this ends up. I, I I'm astonished that everybody's like I can't believe a player doesn't like to be in a spot where he's not wanted, <laughs> you know. And even if that's an afterthought, because the contract that they signed at the time wasn't. The deal that they pro- – you honestly think if you were walking is like, yeah, we're – honestly, Tom and Sam, we're going to try our hardest to get the best quarterback available in this draft. So I'll leave that up to you. I think there was – yeah, maybe you can call it a little bit of them being naive. And I agree with Matt a lot about saying like, hey, 
you know, maybe this is Tom Condon saying, like whipping out his big old dang and throwing it on the table. It's like, you're not doing that to my client. Let's, you know, let's let's be able to showcase him here. But um, I, I just that's what I'm saying. Like, was there really going to be any difference here between him demanding a trade or the Eagles not re-signing him or, or or whatever? That's why I don't under, I don't understand why so many people are upset for a guy that they don't like. That's basically what it comes down to. And they, and hopefully, maybe this speeds up the process here, BLJ. It just seems like to me like unnecessary drama. Like, why do we have to have this? Like, what's the what's the? I just don't. I don't even know. Still, like, you, you, we keep talking about moving on, but like, are they are they really going to trade him? Like, do you think so? Uh, I th- do you think it's going to happen? I, I think. I think if there's I th- a couple of people have speculated, and I think we even talked about it in the text thread that a three team deal seems seems like a likely idea for this type of thing. But I think it sounds nice in theory. Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, and I think they'll trade him just because I think going halvesies with a guy on a on a contract like this is always a good financial decision for really for both parties. But you know that, that's that's sort of contingent on the compensation. Like he, if you wanted to take a one a one year look at Sam Bradford, what would you give up for it? Like pick wise, uh, yeah. Especially especially okay. if say you're starting <laughs> quarterback. I don't know, it was Blaine Gabbert, or uh, say it was uh, nobody. Or say as <laughs> Mark Sanchez, I guess like it, you'd certainly you'd certainly want to take a look at that guy for and and keep in mind once you trade him he costs nothing to cut like you could literally trade him and then cut him and it would be uh, you know whatever part of his contract his salary is guaranteed I don't have the numbers in front of me but just a very little small amount of money so you know you're talking about like would you trade this guy to take a look at him keeping in mind that it would be basically free to cut him next year and whatever i think that i think that they would be able to get some fair value for it and i think if they do get some okay value for it then it was all worth it i mean provided that what, the locker room doesn't like, really do you feel think is okay value i would take uh, anything at this point to be honest with you if it's a conditional I would take seventh, a day, fine no i'd take a day <laughs> 2 pick i i uh, i think i think you're looking at a day 3 i think the fourth round yeah, pick is probably the highest anything. thing you can move right now don't you Fine. agree? No. No? <laughs> Would you do it for a fourth? I'd do it for a fourth instantly. Uh, for this year's draft? Yeah. I, I definitely would. Yeah, I would. Yeah, so, I don't think I mean. so what, are we, what are we talking about then? Like, why are we so upset I just about don't think this? it's going to happen, though. I don't think that's the problem. I think, like, I don't think anyone's going to make a deal with the Eagles unless it's, like you said, like, Maybe something like really low conditional seventh, but at that point it's just okay, like. Okay, so let, let's move it into next year. Let's let's just say they they work out their differences and big old Sammy Ball just comes out and uh, he plays like he normally does, like it's okay, like he's the twentieth best uh-huh. quarterback in the league or whatever. Uh, th- then what are you doing next year? If 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 the same kind of trade offer, or if it goes down, or if it's a, a fifth, and now there's now there's a little bit better quarterback class, and there's a little more or less teams that don't need a quarterback. Then what are you comfortable with? Would you keep saying on for that money? That What's that? I said I think there are going to be more teams that need a quarterback this year, next year. Sorry, next year going in like the Browns, like the, or like I, well, I don't yeah, know. I, I just I just think at this point, if you a lot of quarterbacks are getting older. We we have yeah. Lost... And uh, by the way, his 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 money if it traded him, it would cost his new team seven million dollars. So I mean, that would you, would you take Sam Bradford for one mil, one year seven million dollars? Uh yeah yeah I probably would if I yeah. really needed a, a, a starting quarterback absolutely I would that's seven million yeah bucks, and you know. 
And I would think that that would be actually probably worth a little bit of something to somebody. I just don't know. Well, I just don't know if this is a good look. Like, like he did not need to do this publicly. They, yep. And I think that's that's the issue, is that he just didn't need to do this publicly. That just sort of reeks to me of, like, he's just trying to mess with our shit. You know? And uh, I I don't know if... But what I, is he I just messing can't... with? Is my, my point is, what is he messing with? His own trade value? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, so... Yes. Uh, then then I, I, the Eagles took a risk on re-signing him because they didn't think they could get up to Wentz or whoever. They did. The risk now is, well, now you got the supposed pissed-off starting quarterback of your football team, and he wants out now. So in the end, does it really matter? That's what I'm saying because if you get – if Carson Wentz is your future, I think we've all agreed with that, that yes, this is what it is, and – even before Carson Wentz was traded for, weren't we all saying, well, Sam Bradford's going to be cut less next year or traded next year anyway? So, really, this is a very short-term, I think, thing to be angry about in, in my mind. Like, yeah, there's some drama here that we probably don't need as Eagles fans. There's some drama that maybe the locker room is causing or Howie or whatever. But at the end of the day, this doesn't matter in the long term at all. And I think we'd all be happy if we were saying – you know, uh, Sam Bradford just got traded for a fourth or fifth round pick and just to kind of move on this thing rather than this thing fester into the next year and then you're kind of stuck with it. I would rather it be just taken care of right now and that's it and just move on from it. That's what I'm saying. Like, don't you, Matt, don't you think this this helps them in the long term anyway, no matter if it happens? I mean, I think, if, think if it happens right now, this moves on a lot quicker. That's what I would do. Yeah. I can see that. Because I guess what, the only what question you, is, really is how, much less, how much less watchable will the team get if Chase Daniel starts for you know most of next year? How it, much worse? Significantly worse. Yeah, I, I kind of don't can agree. Sell, you, can, you can sell people the long-term thing in defense. Yeah, great. Right? Okay. But I, I don't know. I don't really, I'm not really buying that. That's not certainly not something that I'm like really going to you know get up off the couch. I don't expect for. you to. That's fair. Yeah. But right, thank you. But but so <laughs> so as far as uh, as far as stuff like that goes, I think that I think that's what you're looking at, right? As you're just saying, like, because wouldn't it be cool if this was a playoff team? And I think that you know with Sam Bradford, this could be a borderline playoff team. And I, I think with you. Chase Daniel, there definitely is not. Yeah, right. So I mean, I think with Chase Daniel, this is definitely not a playoff team. So I guess that's the that's what really sticks out to me is that you know wouldn't it be cool for a rookie to come in with a playoff team you know a team with some playoff experience a team with like a lot of guys who are you know ready to to you know another year under their belt and ready to like really rock and roll with him and you know come week 1 next year uh Chase Daniel standing on the sideline like a big proud dad you know <laughs> his dad bod and and you know that's like really the sort of thing that we're looking at as opposed to uh, and Sam Bradford's off in New York or Denver or wherever the hell Houston uh, you know, just just doing his own thing. But you know, this is a team with this is a team that actually played well this year. And then you you know you have this second year quarterback stepping in and saying, okay, now now it's my turn, it's my team, and we're gonna you know we're really gonna build something here. I think as opposed to you know just sort of muddling through this year and doing whatever, and then uh, you know just sort of trying to keep him off the field as best you can. And you know and but and the only plus side you have to tell me is that. Well, we we got a fourth round pick for Sam Bradford. That to me is that's not enough. Like, uh, you know, I would say that you know that might be something worthwhile if you could like really try to get a day two guy. 
But, you know, as far as like some conditional nonsense or just anything at all, that to me, no, it wouldn't do it. It wouldn't cut it for me. Sure. But then I, I, I guess it's <laughs> then why why would you also I don't know. I'm just saying like they made the decision to move on from him before the draft happened. Like this is the as soon as that trade went down, it's over. So you, you just move on from it. That's what I'm saying. Like. I don't know. I guess from the perspective of it being watchable, I get as as a fan. But I I don't know if how much watchable it was going to be, even with him in there and full well knowing that this is this is it for him anyway. <laughs> you know? So I I don't know. I just think that's well. That would be a really bad decision on his part to just be like, all right, well, I'm just going to play this. And we see guys like Yolo. that all the time. They just turtle and they and yeah. And we and you're right, BLG. If you were about to say we see that all the time, we do. Like. You know, we do see guys that are just like, you know, guys instead of playing into their contract year, because this would be, you know, Sam Bradford's 12th consecutive contract year. But, you know, this, you know, you see guys that come in and they play their contract year and they just turtle. Uh, and like, uh, I'm trying to think, I feel like Sue had some moments and, yep. you know, guys like that, they where they just are really like, all right, no, I'm just next year. I am, I am out the door. Um, you know, like everybody who's ever been any good on the Titans has done that, like stuff like that, where it's just like guys are like, no, thank you. And so if that was the sort of thing that we were going to get from Bradford anyway, then I'm not really sure how much better it would have been. But I also get the sense that, you know, he was coming in and planning to like play well. And that would be a dumb thing for him to do, uh, is so because this will be another contract year for him. So he's either getting $22 million here or he's going to get about that much in signing and bonus and salary next year somewhere else. So, you know, we're just talking about this is another contract year for him and was he going to play well? And so if you were going to tell me that he was never really going to play well in the first place, then yeah, I guess, fuck it, right? Like, you know, yeah. so long. Yeah, I th I think this is, uh, at the end of the day, uh, I know it's fun that we're, we're, we're debating this back and forth. At the end of the day, I think that they... They don't trade him. He starts, and then they cut him next year, or you know, trade him for a a, 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 a small amount anyway. I I'm just again, I'm still baffled at like, oh, let's let's side with management versus the player again on on basically everything. I think we tend to uh, do that a lot as fans. I'm guilty of it too. But um, and yeah, there's sure does it, does he deserve to demand a trade? Absolutely not. Who really does? You know, I mean. Tio did the same thing. The only difference is, like you know, he was a, a, a fan favorite for a good year. And did did the same stuff. I I, I don't think it's uh, this honor the contract thing is just is really silly. Like it's not honoring anything between me and Sam or you know <laughs> anything else that's in between there. We all if we all agree that Carson Wentz is the future, I don't think we should care about what Sam Bradford does or doesn't do. At the end of the day, BLG, I think this gets resolved and he's still here. Because the CBA set up as much as if if he wants to hold and sit out, he can. It's just cost him whatever it is, two hundred fifty thousand dollars a week or some asinine fine that's going on here. But I think he's just seeing if there's anybody that is willing to do a trade, and so is Tom. And when the Eagles say no, he's going to show up at the summer and just you know kind of move on. Is he? From that. And is that reckon? Can you reconcile that? That's what I'm wondering. Like, I don't yeah, have an answer. I'm just wondering. And here's the other thing: even if that does happen, I just feel like. You're kind of missing some valuable time, like you know, because if he, he misses OTAs, that's like a decent amount of practices you're missing. And then you know, you come in, you're behind the eight ball, and I don't want to hear like if it, he gets in the season, he starts slow or whatever. Oh, he missed time, like you know, he didn't have like that's his fault. So like, I, I guess that's that's where I gonna that's why I guess I would. But those are my concerns, like just that, like is he actually gonna get traded? 
Uh, and if he doesn't, like, can they actually make this work and, like, repair it? Because it's awkward now. I mean, like, you're supposed to be the leader of the team. And at least for now, maybe not the long-term franchise guy, but, like, in the short term, you know, like, Zach Ertz, Jordan Matthews, they look up to you. And, like, you're not showing up for work after you get $5.5 million. It's just kind of like, okay. This, to it's me, it's just weird. It's simple, though. I, I just don't understand. That's what happened, though. It, yeah, that, that, they, they, sold, they sold them oats, and then they traded up for a quarterback. Like, yeah, this is going to be the franchise quarterback. Oh, it's Sam's fault now. Like, you're an idiot. But, you know, that's what I'm but saying. But, again, like, I don't think – like I said, he's not underpaid, he's not underappreciated, and he's not going to be well, under-showcased. I mean, let's he just let – with management, here. he's a little underappreciated, right? I mean, isn't he's, that kind of underappreciated? If we're doing no. No, it's they not. gave him a starting job. But they're shouting from the yeah, rooftops. Right. He's going to get the start. He didn't take this job with the idea that he was playing for next year, and now he won't even get to play. Like that's what I keep going back to is that he's still going to get to play. It's not like he took this thing and it was just like, oh yeah, thank God. And then they're like, oh, like haha, just kidding. Like you're not even going to get any new tape at all outside of the third preseason game. They're not know? even making him compete. They're giving it to him. Yeah. Well, yeah, because uh, Carson Wentz isn't ready. Shocking. Well, uh, even Chase Daniel, though. I mean, they're not like they're not even like pretending that a quarterback. That's why Chase Daniel's not good. Yeah, but that's fine. But you could still pretend. I'm, my point is like they are literally just handing him the starting job. I just like Matt's saying. I just don't think he's being underappreciated. Well, if you're getting handed the starting the, job. They're, they're, he's the the bridge quarterback, right? Uh, he signed on to be the bridge quarterback. No one made no him chance, sign this contract. With no chance no to compete for the starting job the following year. That's his fault. He signed the contract. So, and, it's, and it's the Eagles' fault, too, for getting, like, why re-sign him in the first place? Why waste this money? Why even I didn't want to sign him. him. <laughs> that was my argument. <laughs> exactly. So why are we bitching that he wants to be gone now? Great. If, he, if they can find a way, do it. They can't. I just well, don't he'll know be gone next happened. year anyway. It like, le- I, I don't Oh, yeah, shit. and I agree. I agree that they should do all of that. They yeah. should look into everything. But I do think that there's some value in keeping him, and I do sort of think that it's kind of a bad look for him because he's not really being denied anything except for a job next year. And since nothing in the NFL is guaranteed, and I can't tell you how many times I've heard players really boringly say that at yeah. an interview or a conference, that nothing in the oh, well, nothing in the NFL is guaranteed. <laughs> oh, well, it's a, in the league, uh, the way that it is, there's nothing's guaranteed, so I'm just happy to get out there. Uh, yeah, my team teammates love him uh pick up to my teammates so you know all this crap like yeah uh, so but i just i can't tell you how many times i've heard like this be said and you know now he's out here and he's just like well i can't believe that like not only did they not guarantee me a job for next year but like there's like virtually no shot like yeah well no kidding you talk to you know how many of these guys are gonna have career-ending injuries or how many of these guys are just going to get the yips and never play again. I mean, think about how many court starting quarterbacks this year might not play a single game next year. How uh, many starting quarterbacks that is? Like, you think about, like, uh, somebody like... Some turnover. Yeah, like Ryan Tannehill or Blaine Gabbard or, uh, well, Mark Sanchez right now or, like, even somebody like Brock Osweiler. There's a decent Brian shot Porter. that he could just never play again. Brian Hoyer, yeah. Well, uh, RG3. <laughs> like, look at all these guys. Like, these I are run. all guys where it's just like... And so Sam Bradford's like, well, I'm better than them. Like, are you... Yeah. Uh, is he better? Is he better than Mark Sanchez in Denver? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so that's there's not at least one. Yeah, well, it, it, you're right, but at least look, I'm it, not saying nobody wants him. In fact, I'm <laughs> sure people will want him. I would want him, but 
uh, I just, I don't know. Like, I just don't think it's not a very good look because he's not really being denied anything except for something that he was never really promised in the sure. first place. There's, there's validity. To, I, I, I'm with you. I'm not saying like, oh, like Sammy is poor, poor Sammy, and like he didn't know what was coming. Blah blah blah. I'm just saying I think it's enough, and maybe it's not a good look. I think it's enough to raise a stink if you know you're not going to be here to be able to compete for the job next year because he won't be as a Philadelphia Eagle. And I, I, I don't. Maybe I'm just. Maybe I'm the loser here. And like uh, everybody's like, oh, dude, if he does well, he'll still be here. Are you kidding me? No one is losers at BGN Radio. Well, yeah, yeah. But I, I don't understand. Like uh, Philly and Virginia, who's saying like I'm defend. I'm not defending Bradford. I'm saying what the. Why are we so mad about it? Like if if the if I'm again and probably for the last time, then we'll sign off here. Like it's just if he moves on this year, great. Then you have. Yeah, a, a better opportunity to see what Carson Wentz is all about. That's the whole point of of all this. I don't care what Sam does, and it doesn't matter what he does does on the field next year. And maybe it increases his trade value. But at the end of the day, uh, I think uh, that this ends up being nothing. And well, Matt, here's what else. Uh, BLG, actually, do do you think this affects the locker room at all, one way or the other? Um. Well, there's there's been talk about how like the guys were like oh we're not surprised this happened so i mean yeah. uh, i don't know like, i don't have a good feel for that stuff even though being around it it's just like i don't know how much other guys really care that much but it does feel like it's just awkward because again it's like this is your starting quarterback he's not here but the team says they want him are they going to trade him or they're not going to trade him and that's the case who is the real starting quarterback if sam shows up late you're trying to build that chemistry. Uh, it just feels – that's the thing. That's the part I don't like, John. All right? I, it just feels awkward to me and the, the uncertainty. Like, I just think – like, they had a – I understand why he's upset, and I don't blame him for being upset because it's not the best situation. I just think in an ideal world, and I guess this couldn't happen, you know, it, they just had a, a nice formula, maybe not so great for him, but a formula where he gets to start in 2016. He has some kind of chance – potentially, although we don't agree on this, of, of playing well and being the long-term starter. and But then, like, that's this season. It's all just mapped out, and we'll see where it goes from there. But now it's like, well, what's going to happen? There's, like, a lot of balls in the air. It's the uncertainty that I guess I don't like. So let me, let me ask you this. Just because we disagree so much on, on him having a chance to start next year, what would he need if he went uh, 30 and – I don't know, 30 and 10 with 3,000 plus yards, is that enough to keep the job? Uh, it it kind of depends on what they win, too, I guess. I mean, like, do they win a playoff uh, game? I think it's like they win. Yeah, and, and if, let's say, like, they win a playoff game. I mean, I think so. I think so. Man. Yeah, I agree. Uh, th then in that case, they made the worst trade ever this year. Oh, give me a break. Uh, Honestly, then that's the part we if, don't if, Sam, oh, if, if oh, the, the trade. Oh, no. So just, wait. If Sam oh, Bradford so saying... is still here next year, this trade is awful. <laughs> Because but they just won a playoff game in this hypothetical. So it's bad that they won a playoff game? Because, they could have won, too, if they hadn't Because you could have built more around Sam Bradford if you, re if you really wanted him here to be here to compete. That's more or less my point. If you really wanted Sam here to be here and compete, why the hell would you trade up all those assets for another quarterback? That's my point. Like, it, that, that, it just makes more to me that Bradford's definitely well. not going to be here. 
The, yeah, I think not. I think baseball is a better shot of job of embracing these, you know, 80, 60, 40, 20 kinds of outcomes where like, yeah, you're describing something that Sam Bradford could conceivably do. But I don't know. It's not super likely, but it could also happen and the light could finally go on for him. And I think that would be <laughs> awesome because then like, look, all the stuff you're saying about like, why didn't you build around him? Well, guess what? Like, we didn't actually need to build around him because we won 10 games. We want a playoff game, you know, and who when's the last Peterson time we want a playoff game? It was before I before I was born, I think. So, I, you know, I, I just I don't know, like, like to me, it doesn't seem like, look, if, if Sam Bradford plays well enough, then then none of this would have mattered. Right. That like we didn't really give up that much. Like, I don't buy that drama at all. That this is like a huge haul that the Browns got. And I certainly don't buy that, like um, that they really needed to, like, give him help instead. And especially in your hypothetical where they play well enough to win a playoff game that I'm just like, whatever they did, it worked, you know, and, and, you know, I could certainly put on my like idiot meathead shirt and be like, oh, well, they pushed him for the job and that brought out the best in him. And like, who's going to question me? <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I just, uh, I, I would be, I would be completely shocked and awed and amazed if they were to trade all these assets and then somehow keep Sam Bradford uh, no matter how well he plays, like it doesn't, it doesn't add up to me. That doesn't make any logical sense to me. It was like, well, there's a small chance. No, there's not. I have not. a final thought. Go for it. When you're done, um, we all love each other. Still, uh, we love you for listening. <laughs> it's true. Right now, thank you for listening. We all want to see you at the draft party, April twenty eighth, seven p.m. Nick's roast beef on Cotman. Be there, and then we can all yell at each other again, in person, all in yeah. person. All of us in a, in this time. In a much bigger three. space. We can really <laughs> yeah, explore the space. Each other. <laughs> and we can work <laughs> in hand gestures. It's going to be incredible. Yeah. Be there. <laughs> uh, Matt, any final thoughts, bud? Um, no. I, I guess I'm a little disappointed in Sam because I sort of thought he was chiller than this. Uh, I think that's probably my final thought. I don't guess I don't really have any right to expect him to be chiller than this. But, I mean, it was just a bad misjudgment on my part of a guy who I've never met and will never meet. So uh, that, that, I guess, will be my final thought. That and, hey, I can't wait to see you guys at this here party that we're putting together. I am, uh, I am so excited to uh, meet everybody finally face-to-face. Uh, and this is what I'll say just along with what BLG was saying. I do love these guys so much. And the, uh, in the text thread, if that was there every day, you would, you would see why. Like, this is just – it is not uh, – all of us here have – they're just opinions. Like, this is just sports. We're having fun. No one has an agenda. <laughs> you know, Does everybody think, think we really hate each other? Is that I, what's I don't know. I don't know. I have, I have no idea. Are, but. are we screwing up our kids? Are they like, why, <laughs> why are our five daddies fighting? Like, <laughs> is that what's going on here? Uh, but it, it is just, uh, yeah, sometimes to me, like, I don't know, like, oh, you're just saying this to say this. I, I'm not. If you think I'm wrong, I think that's great. Like, that's that's what makes all this fun. Like, we can go back and forth and uh insult each other and, 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 and you know have a good time and brush it off i don't take anything personally i hope anybody else out there listening or tweeting at us doesn't do it either because we certainly don't take ourselves seriously so that's that's the whole point well we know that they do we know that they take it very seriously from the <laughs> tweets we get <laughs> uh but uh i just want to thank everybody again for listening as we said on uh or i jumped in on the late uh last show we broke uh, a record uh, again which is amazing to do in four months and uh we'll announce this at the party too but since uh, there's not a, a whole bunch of time in between there i just want to get out and say that we went from 
a total of one million total listens, and it took us two years to get there. And then four months after we hit a million listens, we're almost to like one point seven. So like almost to Ooh. two million in less in you know in more more than half of that time, and that completely uh, blows us away. So I want to thank you guys for listening. As always, right here on Mixler and also SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, wherever you are out there, please rate, subscribe, uh, review. That helps get the podcast uh, uh, more out there. Tell your friends, tell your grandma, and of course, keep it locked in here right on BleedingGreenNation.com. And uh, we will see you Thursday at Nick's Roast Beef. We'll talk to you later, guys.